family relationships. They're a dynamic thing, aren't they? Um, ben, uh, no, Brett, sorry, alluded to family relationships and talked to uh, talked about that in his own family this morning, and uh, and the drama alluded to family relationships. A very dynamic thing. I wonder what family relationships are like in in your family. You know, there's an expectation, isn't there, that in a family, everyone's close and loving and uh, and really uh, have a relationship that's just like nobody else's. Isn't that true? That that's the expectation. But it's not always the case, is it? In, in fact, there's a lot of family relationships that are are not close at all. And we see. Uh, the news yesterday, the family relationship between that guy and his mum was more than just broken. It was obviously filled with a lot of anger. But it's not the only one. Family relationships can be really wonderful and, and close. They can also be strained and they can be very broken. What was it like in your family? There was a man, he was a farmer and uh, he loved his farm but he also loved his family and he had two boys and, uh, and he just loved these boys and he did things with them and so forth and, uh, and he grew this farm in, in such a way that that was going to be for those kids, that was going to be their inheritance that farm was for them. And, and as they grew, they started to do things on the farm. And one of the boys, the older boy, well, he, he just loved the farm. He just loved it. He loved getting out with the cattle. He loved getting out with the sheep. He loved getting out with the goats and doing all the things that boys love to do on the farm. And for the other boy, well, when it was his turn to go and mind the sheep, well, his mind was on everything but the sheep. And then the sheep could sort of wander wherever they liked but his mind was on just over that hill and, and maybe over the hill beyond and, and even the one beyond that. The farm wasn't for him. We all have different personalities, don't we? We all have different personalities and there's lots of, of, um, of uh, men who work in businesses and build businesses who would just love their children to come into the business. It was the way of the past, wasn't it? Where there was a family business and there was expectation that the kids just came into it. That's the way things were. Nowadays, our kids look at how hard their dads work and say, there's no way I'm going to do that. Dad comes home at night and he flops into their chair and he's dead. Son wants to talk to him and say, later, son, get me a coffee. And, and, and the son just, you know, I don't want to go into that. Or the other thing is, you know, son or, or dad, you know, has a trade and he knows how work, hard he works and, and maybe doesn't make, um, uh, get all the money that he needs to do as he battles with clients and so forth who don't pay and, and so he makes sure his kids go to university and, and get a degree that might take them into a more secure occupation. There's all sorts of things, aren't there, in the dynamics of those relationships between father and their children. But this particular family 
<coughs> as I said, Dad loved his sons. And he had this farm and he, he just dreamed of the time when he could then step back and the kids just take over the farm. But instead of that, one of those kids, one of those boys came to him one day and said, Dad, I have no interest in this farm. And in fact, I, I actually don't even have a lot of interest in the family. Um, I, I actually want to move away. I want to go to the city. Now, at this stage, I, I can't actually go because I don't have any money and I want you to give me my inheritance from the farm now so that I can move away. How do you think that dad would feel as that boy said that? Here he had built this farm for his son. So the son didn't want to just go away on a bit of a working holiday. He wanted the inheritance so he had no intention of coming back. He wanted the inheritance so he had no intention of relationships with the family. He wanted the inheritance to go away and have his own life, do what he wanted to do, no interference from the father, no telling him what to do. If you were the dad, how would you feel about that? But his dad, who loved his son, knew that there was no point in discussing it. And he allowed that to happen and he took the inheritance and he gave it to his son. And that son used to sit out in the evenings watching the sheep and he'd look over those hills I don't know how many bright lights you get, you know, in that particular country, but here he dreamed of those cities. Here he dreamed of the life of freedom. Here he dreamed of no shackles on his legs that held him to that farm. Here he dreamed of a, a life without boundaries. And so off he went, check in hand. And he went into the city and he saw those bright lights and he saw those people that he wanted to spend time with. He saw people dressing in maybe different clothes, a bit flashier, different colours. And so he went to the shops and he dressed in the coolest clothes. And then he found some, uh, some nightclubs that he started to go to and he met some friends. Oh, did he meet some friends? They loved him. He was the one with the money. That's why we have friends, isn't it, Chris? Exactly right. <laughs> You're fighting for a pay rise, aren't you? Yeah. Anyway, here he, he went and he, uh, and he saw and he started to experience and he created a new set of friends, not family, not the ones who tell you what to do, not the ones who create boundaries, no, not the farm where he had to go and do stuff. He had freedom now. He could do anything that he wanted to. And here were these friends who would egg him on. Here were these friends who'd go, skull, 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 skull. Here were these friends who'd put their arm around him and say, buy me another drink. I'll be a friend for you as long as you've got money. And there he created a new life. There he created a life of fun and frolic. 
But what of the other son? The other son was still back there on the farm and he was working away. He was still branding cattle. He was still looking after the sheep. He was still looking after that. But this son, man, he had freedom. One day when he went to the nightclub, he went in and he went to shout the drinks again like he always did and he put the hand in the pocket. Um, yeah, hey, uh, hey, Bill, um, just wonder if you could uh, to get this lot, you know, this, this round. I wonder if you could get this. I just, just haven't quite uh, got enough on me. Oh, Joe, um, yeah, look, you, you, you're the one that normally pays for the drinks. Yeah, I know, but this time I just don't have enough. And all the friends started to move away. Relationships. They're interesting, aren't they? What do you base relationships on? How do you create relationships with other people? I listened to a, uh, an interview one night. They were interviewing Lindsay Fox. <coughs> and he said one of the most terrible things, most terrible, sorry, he was lamenting the fact of this new dynamic in community called networking. He said nothing has been more destroying to community than networking where people seek to go around and create relationships. No, make connections with people whereby they might make other connections to people and the list goes on to see what they can get out of it. You see, he said, in the past we didn't do networking, we did relationship. We got to know people and made friends with them. And you know, the difference with that is that when it came to doing business, you didn't need to sign a bit of paper because you don't take back your word from your friend. What do you base relationship on? Do you base relationship on the way a person looks? The way they dress? Or, I like the look of that person, they can fit into my category of friends. Do you make friends with people who fit in your category of business so that you've got something to talk about? When you get together and talk, you can talk business. Or maybe you like to make friends with people who have a profession profession that's just a little bit above yours so that you can hang around with the right people. How do you how do you base or what category have you created for creating relationships? If a person came in here now and they weren't dressed quite as nicely as us and in fact I didn't smell quite as nice as most of you smell. And, and you could see they possibly did it rough last night. What would be the reaction? You know, as the person came through the door there and they maybe turned and came down here, well, Ken, what would you do if he 
sort of came and sat down and, and you smelled him and it wasn't so pleasant. <laughs> Would he fit our category? Or if a person came in here, in fact, Ewan could see him through there and he drove up in an Aston Martin. Ute. <laughs> he fit. <laughs> and he came in these really nice clothes. And he sat down. Would the reaction be the same? You know, how we, how we treat people and how we want to create relationships with people or what do we see as relationships? Do we see relationships as being a hello on the Sunday morning at morning tea or, or hello at, you know, at the service station? Is that the sort of relationship that we build? Are they shallow? How many of us have deep personal relationships or are the people that we meet with five-minute friends? How do we share our lives with people? Are we willing to tell them about some of the struggles that we have, not just the good things? Are we more in the relationship area of that guy that went away and found his friends through his finances? Or are we looking for relationships that are genuine, long-term and intimate? And we're looking for people who we can connect with rather than ones that have a certain socioeconomic category or status, certain clothing, certain personality, certain deodorant. What is it? What about, what about the issue in relationship where you get hurt? Where someone hurts another person. This happens in churches too many times. Where someone says something, does something and hurts you. And you know, there have been relationships that have been broken from that sort of thing and never, ever restored. What do you think about that father? Here it was maybe five weeks, six weeks. His son's gone, no calls, no letters, no anything. How do you think his heart was feeling? Twelve months goes by. Eighteen months, two years. You know, Charlotte went over to Thailand. Oh, Nick and Charlotte, they're back. Welcome back. <laughs> really missed you. <laughs> Charlotte's in Thailand. Made sure the communications were turned off. We've heard all those stories, haven't we, on Channel 9, Today, Tonight and so forth, of people coming back with $43,000 bills. She'd have had to stay there. <laughs> it was only nine days. Only nine days and I was wondering what was going on. But this father, 12 months, 18 months, who knows? There's no news. But you know, he had a father's love. And every day he went out and just, just to make sure there's the road that led up 
to the farm. We all know those roads that lead up to farms, hey? And he looked out every day, every day. And when he did something and he went and got the water and he did this and he did that, his head would always go up because that's what you do when you have a deep relationship with someone. And his son was sitting down there one day and he was feeding pigs. And he was so hungry, he'd have been happy to eat the pig food. And he thought, this is ridiculous. This is so ridiculous. No one on my dad's farm lived like this. Not even the lowest servant lived on this, lived like this. My dad clothed everyone. My dad fed everyone. I could do better working on my dad's farm than I would as the son. Not even as the son, I'd do better as as working on my dad's farm than I am here. So he made a decision based on his father's love. And he went home. You know, the Bible tells us that even when he was a distance away, that father saw him and he went out and he wrapped his arms around him. Yeah, he was those ones that lived outside doing it tough. One of the ones that wasn't dressed like we dress. Wasn't one of the ones who smelt like we smell. And he ran up. His father ran up to him and put his arms around him and just squeezed him. Is that what you'd do? And just held him. And the son tried to spurt it out. I'm sorry, Dad. If I could just come back, I, I, I'd no longer want to... I just, you know, I just, you know, Dad, Dad, just listen to me. I, I, no, Dad, Dad, just listen to me. I know I can't be your son. I know I broke our relationship. But if I could just come back and work on the farm, I'm happy to be a servant because even as that, I know I'd be far better off than what I was before. Dad, no, Dad, listen to me. Will you take me back as a servant? And the father said, no way. No way. No way. We're going to celebrate your return. I don't care what you've done. You're forgiven. I have forgiven you every day since you left. And I love you. You are my son. And the family ring goes back on your finger. And the new clothes go on. And we're going to have a feast now to celebrate your return. Because you are my son. For no other reason, you are my son. You know, we all have a relationship with God. Whether you claim to be a Christian or not, everybody, everybody has a relationship with God because God is their creator. But God wants so much more than a creator-created relationship. God wants an intimate relationship. God wants a father-child relationship. 
And you know, he's done everything to make that possible. He doesn't want a five-minute relationship. He doesn't want that relationship where people just, you know, thank God because they're on television and getting an award. He doesn't want that relationship when things get really tough and people pray for him, pray to him for healing. He doesn't want that sort of relationship where, uh, where people claim to be a Christian because they live in a Christian country. God's not about networking. He doesn't need to have meet each of us because he wants to get ahead in life. God's about relationship. You know, Christmas is about relationship. Here we had a relationship that was forming between Joseph and Mary. And then there was that relationship between Mary and God where God looked at Mary and said, Mary, I choose you. And place within her the seed of his son Jesus. It's about the relationship between the Godhead, Father, Son and Holy Spirit where an obedient son said to his father, I will be a part of your plan of salvation. And then the relationship of the Holy Spirit to bring that about in Mary. It's about a man called Joseph who loved this woman so much that he didn't put her aside in shame but he accepted her and walked beside her even though she was pregnant and outside of marriage in a society where that meant death. He stood up for her. About a relationship of a couple who then grew that boy into manhood. It's about a relationship about the Son of God, Jesus, who came willingly and became a child and grew up knowing that his destiny was on a cross. You know, as he put his hands out on that cross, so the Father also put his arms out, ready to receive any child who would come into his arms. Christmas is about relationship. And I want to ask you today, what sort of relationship do you have with God? Is it creator, created relationship? Do you come here every Sunday maybe and, but have still never accepted the fact that you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? Have you stood up and said, God, I know that you love me, but I also know that I was like that young guy who went away and just walked away from my father and I'm still doing my own thing. But Christmas time, wonderful Christmas time, about relationship that draws our mind back to this God of love who sent his son. You see, that man, that farmer restored the relationship back to his son by saying, I forgive you. And that's all he had to do. But God the Father could not do that for us. He couldn't just say, Brian, I forgive you. 
you see the penalties were too great and God is a God of justice. All of our sin needed to be dealt with but he knew Brian couldn't take it. Brian, you were so wicked that you couldn't take the punishment for your sin. Do you understand that? Absolutely. And the same with me. God could never say to me, Garth, I just forgive you. The wrong had to be dealt with. The wrong had to be paid for. The punishment had to be dealt with. And he sent Jesus as that baby to go to the cross to take your punishment and mine. And today I want you to ask you the question, what relationship do I have with God? Am I just his created being? Am I just his because he created me? Or am I his child? Can I run into his arms and hold him like, his, like, a, like a father? Can I hear him calling out to me my name and say, Son, Brett, come to me. Son, come to me. Daughter, Pauline, come to me. Is that what we hear from our God? Ask yourself today, what relationship do I have? A five minute one? Or a long lasting, personal, deep, intimate, blood bought relationship with Jesus? What's your answer? Let me pray. Father, I want to thank you for Christmas. It is a a wonderful time of year. It's a time of tremendous joy as we consider the gift that you have given to us. It's a time of tremendous joy as we reflect on the relationship that you desire to have with us. It's a time of tremendous joy as we give gifts to one another in response to the gift that you gave to us. It's a time of tremendous joy as we purchase all the things for that dinner that we sit around and have together in celebration of that wondrous gift of Jesus Christ. It's a time of wondrous joy. But Father, I also believe it's a time that we should take in reflection and to see what sort of relationship that we have with you. Is it just that creator-created relationship because we've never accepted your invitation to be a child of God. We've never come to you and said, I want to be a part of your family. Father, I pray that you would help us all to reflect on that today so that this Christmas, when we sit around that Christmas table, we can celebrate in unity with you all that you have done for us this wonderful time of the celebration of the gift. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.